Hi, we're back. We had a few technical difficulties there. So, as I said, Ali, you know, was having this problem in the United States. He wouldn't go in, in, into the army, and he became a pariah in his own country. There were people that supported him, mostly in Canada, because Canada wasn't at war with Vietnam, and he had no place to fight. So Ali began his world tour. You know, he's fighting in Britain, fighting all everywhere else, and logically, why not fight in Canada? And that's how, of course, the George Chevalo. Muhammad Ali fight came. Um, it was probably the biggest fight, I would say, in Canada until the Nikki Ferlano fight against Aaron Pryor, the junior welterweight world champion fight many years later in 82, 83. So I believe 83. So this fight got press all over the world. Nat Fleischer stood up for George. And everyone before the fight had said, well, it won't last more than six rounds. He'll knock George out easy. But George had never been knocked out. He'd never been hurt. And he'd, he'd never been dropped. So this did, just didn't make any sense. Uh, at that time, Muhammad Ali's official biographer, Thomas Hauser, was a student in university. And he went to interview Muhammad after the Chevalo fight. And he was saying, you know, uh, champ, that um, reporter was saying that uh, 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 Patterson would be, Chevalo would be easy. And Patterson would be, and uh, Muhammad interrupted and said, reporters don't know anything. All the reporters said was that Floyd Patterson uh, would be the toughest fight in my career, and that was the easiest fight. They said Chevalo would be the easiest fight, and he turned out to be the toughest fight in my career so far. He went 15 rounds. I couldn't hurt him, and he kept taking whatever I had to offer, and then he came back and just pounded my body, and, and he said it was a war. He turned the fight into a war, which is more to George's advantage. George, because of that fight, became a world figure. He went from being a Canadian or North American figure, well-known and loved in the States too, almost, almost by the press more so than the press in Canada, and then became a world figure because of Muhammad Ali's uh, Muslim affiliations, with, you know, and they're four billion Muslims, so Muhammad was famous the world over, and George became famous because he was the first person to go to distance with him. After that fight, as, as we know, Muhammad fought for one more year, and then had his titles unjustly stolen and then of course won in the supreme court came back and won his title back in 74. george chevallo kept fighting uh in in uh, a year later he fought um joe frazier an up-and-coming frazier and he suffered a terrible break of his uh, right orbital bone but the guy was saved because the surgery which was new was in in uh new york but although he lost to frazier by by technical knockout him and Frazier became close friends. That was George Chevallo's closest friend in boxing. He loved both Joe and Muhammad, and, and George was very distraught when they both passed away. His biggest victory, I thought, came on December 12th, 1969. He fought Jerry Quarry, and people in the States thought, well, Quarry's going to win. People in Canadian papers said Quarry will win, but 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 Chevallo uh, um, caught him with a left hook in the seventh round, and, and Quarry had never been stopped or dropped. And he dropped him. And Corey got up, went down, got up, went down again, didn't beat the count. And 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 uh he was um uh counted out. And that was probably George's biggest win. He also went on later on to beat Cleveland Williams in uh in Houston. And Ali and him, you know, remained friends for the rest of their life. They fought one more time in nineteen seventy-two in Vancouver, in which it was a closer fight. But Ali, before, who was Superman, wasn't Superman. He was just brilliant, and he didn't have the legs that he had before. So 
he, he rather than a dancing master, he was sort of like a dreadnought where he had to stand there and use the rope a dope and do different things to outfox George. And he, he won the fight. But when Ali fought Foreman, he spoke to George before and he said to George Chevala, how do I beat him? And he said, George Foreman comes out to kill you from the first bell on. If you can wait him out and you can make him use his energy, which I was trying to do before the fight was stopped, uh, you can beat him. And Ali followed those words and ended up becoming champ again by beating George Foreman in a huge upset. They would meet periodically over the years. They would get together at fundraisers, you know, when, when they went to get, when they went to meet uh, for a fundraiser down South for Jerry Quarry. Uh, when they had a big birthday party for Ali in Vegas, George went because they were very close. And also when they're raising money for Parkinson's here, in Toronto at Varsity Arena during a Canadian Football League game at halftime, you had uh, Larry Holmes, Lennox Lewis, George Chivalo, Muhammad Ali, and of course Muhammad and George. You know, Muhammad was commenting George and the fact he still had all his hair. Muhammad was losing his hair. And they were close to the very end. They spoke often. And Joe Frazier passed away first, and George wanted to make it to his funeral. He didn't make it in time, and that always he made it to the funeral. He didn't make it to see Joe Frazier at the hospice in New York. And uh, he sent birthday greetings to Muhammad. He called him all the time. And he spoke with Muhammad just before Muhammad passed away. And and losing Muhammad and then losing Joe and then Muhammad was a tremendous loss for George. And I don't want to delve into the film. We know what happened with his family, that he lost three children and, and his wife and got hurt much more than he ever did in the ring and, and was able to... I, I no, I don't know any other human being who could take that and come back, but he did. And he went on living to be there for his ch remaining children and his grandchildren. And right now he's in a home, in a, home, um, a senior's home, and George is still fighting the good fight. Uh, he's without a doubt, I would have to say, Canada's greatest athlete of all time, greatest prize fighter of all time. He's beloved. One of my favorite stories, or a couple about George, was when he was in uh, Muscle Beach in California. And he's lying on the beach with a friend, a couple of friends, and 20 guys approach him, big muscular guys in Georgia. What did I do now? And they say, Mr. Chivalo, we just want to come here and shake your hand. It's an honor just to be in your presence. And he, he couldn't believe it. I was privileged to be at the International Boxing Hall of Fame uh, with George over the last 10, 15 years. And I saw the lineup to get his autograph and photo. You know, that lineups that were hundreds of yards long where hundreds of people would wait just to meet him, you know, to shake his hand. A lot of them were children who loved climbing on him. George has a special affinity for children. This was probably the most famous fight ever held on Canadian soil. People still talk about it today. And it's interesting, the fight took play, place 56 years ago. And still, it remains the top fight boxing match in Canadian history. George will always be remembered as the first person to ever go to distance with Muhammad Ali and give him a hell of a fight. Uh, George is 85 now. He's one of the greatest athletes, in my opinion, the greatest Canadian athlete of all time. He's known all over the world. Muhammad Ali, his very dear friend, I think is the greatest athlete that ever lived and a wonderful person. It was a wonderful person, a humanitarian, just like George. And it was a golden time for heavyweights. And then that golden era from the, in the 60s, George was always in the top 10, ranked high in the top 10. And you have to give him credit for that because he was there for over 15 years. And that's not an easy thing to do in the golden era of heavyweights. I really hope you've enjoyed uh, this, this particular show. I'm sorry for the technical glitches we had. 
But if you can, you can go to YouTube. There's a lot of documentaries on George which cover this fight. And you can actually see this fight in color on YouTube. And, you know, when I asked George, why did you stop jabbing after the first three, four rounds? He said it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just, he was so quick. I thought, I got to do more than jab. I got to start taking his legs away by pounding his body. And, and that's what he did. It's still a wonderful fight to watch. Uh, it was a long time ago, but it still resonates today. It's the most important boxing match ever on Canadian soil. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Listen, enjoy the rest of your, if you're in Canada, Labor Day weekend. If you're in the United States or anywhere else in the world, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go check out this fight. If you get a chance, pick up George Chevallo's, uh autobiography. It's well worth reading. I'm Lou Eisen. I hope you enjoyed Ring Talk, and we'll see you next week at a regular time. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.